Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from the church, you can follow Bishop Blessing Lebebe on Instagram at blessing.patichezo and Facebook on Patichezo Blessing Lebebe. You can also follow us on Instagram at dwellers.insta, on Twitter at dwellers.tc, and on YouTube and Facebook as Dwellers the Cold. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Let us go straight into the Word. The book of Numbers of Genesis 4 says, we go first in verses, uh, verse chapter number 1. Uh, I think I went too ahead of myself. Let's start at 22 verse 1 so that we can have a bit of contact. Then we'll come to 24 and 25. Interestingly enough, today we'll be focusing so much on verses number 1. And the children of Israel set forward and pitched in the plain of Moab on the side of Jordan and by Jericho. And Balak the son of Zippor saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. And Moab was so afraid of the people because there were so many and Moab because of the children of Israel and Moab said unto the elders of Midian now shall the company lick up all that are around us and the ox and lacketh up the cries of the field and Balak, the son of Zephor, was king of the Moabites at the time. He sent messengers therefore unto Balaam, the son, the Balaam, the son of Bur and Pethor, which is by the river of the land of the children of his people. To him call him, saying, Behold, there is a people come out of Egypt. Behold, they cover the face of the earth. And they abide over against me. Come now, therefore, I pray thee, test me, this people. For they are too mighty for me. Prayer of answer, I shall prevail that we may smite them. And I might, that I might drive them out of the land. For I want that he whom thou blessed is blessed and him who thou cursed is cursed. Amen.
Let's go to 23, verse 1. So 24, verse 1. And when Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, he went not as other time to seek enchantments. But he set his face towards the wilderness. And Balaam lifted his eyes. And he saw Israel abiding in his tents according to their tribes. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And he took up his parable and said, Balaam the son of Bor had said, and the man whose eyes are set had said, he had said which he heard from the word of God. We saw the vision of the Almighty. Falling into a trance but having his eyes open. How godly are thy tents, O Jacob. And thy tabernacles, O Israel. As the valleys are they spread forth as gardens by the riverside as the trees line loose with the which the Lord hath planted and as cedars beside waters he shall pour the water out of his buckets and his seas shall be in many waters and his king shall be higher than Agag and his kingdom shall be exalted God brought him forth out of Egypt he had as it were the strength of a unicorn he shall eat up nations and his enemies and shall break their bones and pierce them with his arrows. Let us go to Numbers 25 verse 1. I want to read all the verses so that I can quickly flow. And Israel abode in Shittim and and the people began to commit whoredom with the daughters of Moab. And they called the people unto sacrifices of their gods. And the people did eat, bowed down to their gods, and Israel joined himself unto Balpoa, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. And the Lord said to Moses, Take all the heads of the people and hang them before the Lord against the sun. 
that the fierce anger of the Lord may be turned away from Israel. And Moses said unto the judges of Israel, Slay ye every one of his men that were joined with unto Baalpoa. Last week we went elaborately. We explained that we are in an adventure currently actually because we are on the book of Psalms and the psalm that we are eating up today is Psalm 42 verse 7 it says deep calleth unto deep at the noise of the water sprouts all thy waves and thy billows gone over me and we said that not everyone can speak with the same voice in the spirit that there are people whom God has given spiritual authority to speak and things happen you can read from the book of Numbers 22 that even Balak said to Balaam that when you speak when you bless things, people really get blessed when you curse, people really get cursed. So it means that there are people whom by grace can speak at a level where not many people can speak. They can speak to spiritual elements that not everybody can speak. But the book of Psalm gives us an understanding. It shows us that only deep can speak to deep. Listen, it needs you to be spiritually deep to deal with spiritually deep issues in your life. You can't be shallow and deal with deep things. Yes, you can't be shallow and speak to demons. Yes, we saw, we see the example with the disciples of Jesus. When they were busy rebuking demons, they went into another demon and they said to the demon, demon out. The demon refused to go out. Now what happened here when Jesus came? Jesus came and said out. And Jesus and the disciples asked him, why isn't this demon coming out? Jesus said exactly what they were saying. He said the words that the disciples were saying. He even said less than what the disciples were saying. But the demon obeyed his word. Because deep calls unto deep. You can only deal with spiritual things if you are in a spiritual level. You can't be spiritually on the surface and try to deal with generational curses. You cannot be a shallow person and expect to deal with generational sicknesses. Deep calleth unto deep. Certain things in your life, they have so much depth. 
They demand that from you to overcome them. Uh, last week we, we, we then said, how do you gain depth in your voice? And we, we, we elaborated thoroughly that how do you gain depth in your voice? The first, we said there are four points that we need to, to follow. And we said the first one was sacrifice. We see it even in the story of Balaam and Balak. That Balaam asked Balak to make seven altars. Before he speaks. We go to the book of Romans chapter 12. It says, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. We see that God still demands sacrifice, but now the sacrifice is deeper than money, is deeper than oxes. It is you. You are the sacrifice God demands. That you cannot fight certain things out of your life until you have sacrificed your body. You can't strive for certain things in your life until you have sacrificed your body. There are certain spiritual elements. I, was, I even said to some, we even went deeper to say, you can't fight financial poverty with prayer. God gives an answer when there's financial problem. He says, give and it shall be given unto you. Prayer does not solve financial issues. Sacrifice, financial sacrifice, sorts out financial issues. Oh, yes. uh, I, I have to say this because they say we don't want to talk about money because we are afraid. I'm not afraid to talk about money. I will talk about money because the church will be poor if they don't sacrifice. Mm. 95%, if not 100% of every sign I have, they came here without a job, without any hope, and because I taught them how to offer, because I taught them how to sacrifice, and this is the results they have. Today we are able to do this because of what God has done. It is not, a, listen, don't let people who are on YouTube tell you stories about giving. The results of giving are evident and they are true to those who are faithful to it. They talk about things they don't know nothing about. God still honors his words. He is the same God that said, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Shaken down, pressed down, shaken together, overflowing. Uh, it is God's word. If, if, that's why I say, in order to stop the church from giving, you must scrap a lot of verses. It precedes knowledge to not give. It means you are ignorant when you don't give. You are ignorant to the word of God. Jesus Christ, we, we never see him in the temple. Every time we see Jesus in the temple, it's a money issue. The first time he's in the temple, he sees one man selling in the temple. 
and he beats that one he says you can't my, my father's house is a house of prayer the second time we see Jesus is sitting next to the offering basket He's not sitting with the worship team or the prayer squad. He's sitting here. Maybe I must do that one day when you offer and I must sit here. And I say, I'm doing what Jesus did. You will feel weird. But that's what Jesus did. He sat next to the offering basket watching who's offering and what they are offering. It will take a lot for you to not offer and still be a Christian. It will take a lot for you to not offer and still be obedient to the word of God. But sacrifice is one of the ways you gain strength in your declaration. That's why when you look at how Israel spoke, how David spoke, before they spoke, they said, set up a sacrifice before the Lord. And they spoke. Yes. Even witches know this principle that you can't speak until there's a sacrifice. There is no power without sacrifice. Yes, the salvation that you are talking about, oh, repulse it way. You are not born again without a sacrifice. Your walk with God. The book of Romans chapter 1 verse chapter 12 verse 1 it says, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your body as a living sacrifice. Yeah, but you see if you have not presented your body you still think money is the hardest thing to offer if you don't know the body is harder to offer than money all right the bible says present your bodies as a sacrifice not offering the, why does the word use sacrifice and not offering because a sacrifice is given in pain and most of the time the thing that is being sacrificed doesn't want to be sacrificed do you think the sheep wanted to be sacrificed when it's been sacrificed so you see it's the same thing he says your body doesn't want to be sacrificed but God says that thing that doesn't want to be sacrificed sacrifice it your greatest opposition to you offering yourself is your body your body is the biggest opposition to your own sacrifice. Am I talking to someone here today? Today we want to go to the second point of how to gain spiritual authority, a voice in the spirit. So that we can say you speak and things happen. When Balaam discovered that every time he tried to curse Israelites, he discovered that 
it, the Lord is, you see what the, what the Bible actually says, it says he, he, he wanted to throw divinations. Yeah, divination is like witchcraft activities. I don't know how to put them in a way that is most witchcraft enchantments. Yes, he wanted to do divination. But before he did divination, the spirit of the Lord came upon him. And he started to bless Israel instead of curse it. Balak became angry with him. Says, I called you to curse these people, but you are blessing them. And I want to then 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 then, then Balaam answers, he says, You cannot curse what God has blessed. Mm. You cannot curse what God has blessed. Oh yes. When you read the book of, of, of Numbers 22, it says they are coming up out of Egypt. And they look mightier for me. They will come up against me. Oh, you don't know why the devil wants to fight you so much. You don't get why the devil wants to keep you down so much. It's because he knows that the moment you understand why you are on earth. What's about how while you are on earth you will become an enemy to him and you will become too mighty for him he knows that after you have repented he's scared that you are still in the turf he is in you are still in his surroundings you can become a problem if you know why you were born if you know why God has called you out of Egypt if you know why the blood of Jesus spilled you will become a serious problem and he says I need to deal with them before they know what they are worth then he calls Balak because Balaam, Balaam fails to curse what God has blessed. Now when Balak failed to curse what God has blessed, Balak looked at Balaam and said, Balak, you are a failure. I've asked you to curse these people, you are failing. Then Balaam said, I have an idea. I cannot curse them. But if I were you, I would get them into activities that would cause them to curse themselves. They will curse. I can't curse them. No one can curse what God has blessed. But the thing that is blessed can curse itself. Then he gave Balaam, Balak an idea. He says, take all the beautiful women of this city. Send them to Israel. And teach them what to do. Number one, they must sleep with those men. 
Number two, they must teach them the worship of your God. And this will make God turn against them. And they will cast themselves. The thing is, we don't understand what sin is. Sin is an opportunity for you to cast yourself. The devil uses sin so that he can never, he knows he can't curse you because you are blessed. He knows there's so many blessings on a believer. You are the head and not the tail. You are above only and never beneath. The blessings of Abraham are yours. Let the poor declare that I am rich. He knows there are so many blessings on a believer. And he knows he can't curse what God has blessed. And the thing that he knows is that if you make you eat, if he makes you go into sin, the Lord will turn his face against you. Because God does not hate you, he hates sin. And when you are connected with sin, God can't connect with you. And since that, from that moment, you have automatically cast yourself. It is not possible that you will walk with God with sin. So the second weapon is righteousness. Is righteousness. Is righteousness. And righteousness opens doors for demons. Cases that you thought you have fought because you are born again, they will come back in your life because you are not righteous. The things that you think you are blessed by, they will come back in your life because you are not walking right with God. You see, righteousness is not only that you may have a relationship with God, but righteousness is a hedge to protect a believer against the attack of the enemy. Righteousness is a weapon. We are not doing this because we are entertained by doing the right thing. But we know that there are so many balaks in our life. Many things that don't want us to succeed. Outside of people, we have generational curses that don't want us to succeed. Outside of generational curses, we have habits that we have learned that are going to push us down. We have addictions that are going to finish us off. But we know that righteousness is our hedge. Look at what, what God says to Job. What the devil says to God about Job. He says, I can't touch Job. Because you have a hedge of protection around him. Oh yes. Righteousness is a hedge of protection for a believer. 
We are fighting so many enemies on a spiritual front. We are fighting so many enemies on a natural front. Paul says to us, if you are not fighting against flesh and blood, but you are fighting against spiritual principles, you are fighting against authorities in heavenly places. So you, you think you are being tempted to sin, but you are being tempted to get out of the hedge of God. Let's do quickly. I just want three people coming here. So this is what happened. That's why when when the old Pentecostals would sing, they would sing a song like I will hide right under the blood where the devil can't do me no harm. It's not that we are strong, it's just that the blood is stronger. Oh, come, come, come. There's three of us here. Just, just hold it in a circle, hold hands. I'm going to look for someone who's light. I don't know. I wanna... Are you light? Where's Zaku? Yeah, yeah. Uh, quickly, quickly, quickly. Let me show you. I want to show you something. I'm about to finish. Get in the circle. This is a believer. And this is a believer that is tongue talking and prayerful. Yeah, just do this. And this is the head of head of protection of God upon his life. This believer is busy playing with pornography, with sin, lying, and sleeping around. He does not realize that the devil is not really against him. He's actually trying to get him out of this hedge. So what happens now, my believer brother? Come. Sin is playing with him like this, like this. Like this. Sin is playing with him. He's saying, Oh, and then he's doing whatever. He's still in the head. So he does not know that the devil can take him out. Yes, when God has protected you, the devil can't take you out. He says, Come play, play with me here. Pornography, girls. Boys, all these things. Oh, now we are doing cigarettes now. Oh, now we are smoking. Come, come, come. Just come. We are just playing. We are just playing. Oh, yes, we are just playing. Don't worry, you won't die. You are just playing. Just come. You don't worry. That one. Oh, just cigarettes. And now he's out of the head. And this is where the devil takes him like this. He says, Now what? I told you I wanted someone like. You see, the devil does not look fearsome when you are in the hedge. That's why you find that believers think being a sinner is nice. Because the devil can't touch them. He does not look scary. You are still playing with your sin. You are still playing with it. But he's trying to draw you out. He's trying to draw. The moment he gets you outside, how can that fail? 
I don't know if you hear what I'm talking about today. Your righteousness is a hedge. This is the hedge of protection that the enemy cannot penetrate. Balaam said, in order to turn, I cannot curse them. Can I tell you, no witch can curse you, no inyanga can throw stones at you, no one can take your face to a mirror or a 4x-ray if you are a believer. The devil knows it. The only witch that can work in your life is you. You are the only witch that can bewitch you. Let's give the hand of Lord. Let's celebrate Jesus. And I am finished. Amen. With heads bowed and eyes closed. God is in this place today. And he's talking to your heart. For one reason or the other. You have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And today God has been talking to you. And he's saying today is your time to make the move. I want to start to have a relationship with God. To Bishop Blessing Webber's podcast. The part all about the word of God, which brings change and transformation in our lives. If you are at home, get your pen and paper. If you are at work, get your headphones. If you are driving, then turn the volume up and get ready to be enlightened. We have just one word for you. Enjoy.